Welcome to Spirit Goddess, the place we dive into all realms of spirituality, such as the paranormal, spiritual practices, conspiracies, and breaking down CIA documents on the topics. I'm May. And I'm Joelle. Let's dive in. Welcome back. Welcome back and happy Friday. Happy Spooktober finale. Yes, you've made it this far and we're dropping a really good episode on you. Mm -hmm. And every episode that we've had up to this point for Spooktober, so the only other three episodes, we have purposely done for this. Mm -hmm. So we had Karen kicking it off, teaching us about Ouija and like the power of belief and all of that. Mm -hmm. Then we had... A history of Halloween. We had Patrick on to ask him about ways to do a paranormal investigation and basically paranormal investigations for beginners 101 because we are beginners as well and (laughs) we decided to do our very first paranormal investigation together. And it was so much fun. So as we're recording this for us, we did the investigation yesterday. Yeah. So we wanted some time to process what the hell just happened, what we went through. <laughs> yeah. Also, just we were so exhausted. It's been a long month for us getting these episodes out for you, especially because we were no longer used to our very old schedule of an episode every week and we got very comfortable with an episode every two weeks so this was a lot of work for us so we are pretty happy that spooktober has come to an end yeah (laughs) hopefully you listening are not as happy as us yeah so appreciate these episodes Mm -hmm. so basically the reason why we wanted to do a paranormal investigation was because we've had guests on that have had experience in investigations and have found, you know, some kind of evidence one way or another. And also because we've talked on here before about kind of our own gifts or abilities, I suppose. We wanted to see what we might be able to capture in a haunted site, if we'd be able to have any sort of communication with spirits, with the deceased or with anything like that, we were so curious to see if we could do it ourselves. And also because we talk a lot about how we personally think that how certain people do their investigations can be offensive and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. So we also wanted to do our own investigation and come from an honest, authentic, and respectful side of it. Yeah, and we originally were planning on doing a different location for our investigation, but we actually found out that the third party that we wanted to kind of do it through, this paranormal group, actually fakes a lot of their evidence, and we've Mm -hmm. heard it from people that have gone on experiences with this group, and we just thought that was so rude to the spirits it was just unethical in a way it Mm. is really shady for them to be claiming that they're catching real stuff on camera yet they're over here producing their own evidence so we really did not vibe with that we wanted a real experience so we got the opportunity to do our paranormal investigation as a complete 
private experience for just the two of us. So like we teased in the last episode, we did go to a jail mm-hmm. and we went to the second oldest jail in Canada, the mm-hmm. oldest jail in Ontario, and it's in a little French town called Lorignal. And we are so happy that we got to do it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Lorignal is technically a part of my hometown. So I mm-hmm. I grew up in Lorignal and another reason why we wanted to do it there is because I'm familiar with that jail. Mm-hmm. My mom worked at the courthouse that is still up and running currently at yeah. the top floor of that jail. So it was familiar for us. It's in my hometown and It was a close drive. <laughs> yeah. It was a close drive, easy drive, boring. Oh, boring, boring drive. Yeah. But <laughs> but still, it was it was easier for us and because it was a private investigation, literally just Joelle and I in the fucking dark by ourselves. This mm-hmm. this girl just let us roam around and do whatever we pleased. So we were really yeah. excited about that. Absolutely. And I think we went into it with super, super open minds. We were not expecting to get certain kinds of evidence. We went in with our still current beliefs with mm-hmm. spirits. The experience didn't really change any of our beliefs, but we went in there with an open mind, an open heart, just wanting to communicate and experience the entities around us yeah the only thing i was expecting of catching i guess as evidence i kind of went in knowing that we might hear stuff or sense stuff but i never necessarily expected to fully see a full-blown shadow in front of us or see stuff moving or yeah and i feel like for a first investigation we had very realistic expectations Mm -hmm. going into it as well i think it would have been incredibly unrealistic for us to just expect to see a full (laughs) a full shadow person standing in front of us walking towards us that would have been very unrealistic so i feel like we went about it with the perfect mindset Mm -hmm. so before we go into our actual experience what we brought, what we did, and I guess the evidence that we collected from this experience. We're going to tell you a little bit about the jail that we visited. So it was built around 1824 to 1825, and it actually closed its doors around 1998 because it just didn't comply with government standards. So this jail is the oldest jail in Ontario and the second oldest jail in Canada. At maximum capacity, it could hold approximately 32 inmates, but sometimes there was up to 47 inmates in this jail, and they would literally just throw mattresses in the hallway and boom, that's where they would leave them. So this prison served as a maximum security prison, and there was death row. So there were five hangings that are documented from this prison, but we know that there were multiple, you know, murders, deaths, even suicides within the inmates, but those were the five, like, public hangings. So the first hanging happened in 1883, and the man that was hung was Frederick Mann. He murdered a whole family with an axe, 
and he was hung on Friday, October 12th, 1883 at 8 a.m. The second hanging is of a man called Narcisse Larocque in 1891. He was accused of raping two little girls and murdering them. He was hung on Thursday, June 4th, 1891 at 8.05 a.m. The third hanging was of a man named Clément Goyette, and it happened in 1904. So he also killed four people with an axe and was hung on Thursday, April 28th, 1904 at 8.10 a.m. The fourth and fifth hanging happened at the same time. It happened in 1933. The people that were hung were Emmanuel La Victoire and William J. Larocque. So they both committed fraud by claiming life insurance of the person they murdered. Emmanuel La Victoire was hung on March 15, 1933 at 1.05 a.m. and William J. Larocque followed and was hung at 1.25 a.m. And some of the bodies of the people that were hung are still to this day buried in the courtyard and there are multiple other bodies that are said to be still buried in that courtyard. There are supposedly multiple different spirits that are known to haunt this jail. One of the oldest spirits known to reside there is known as the Shadow Man, first recorded by inmates when the jail was still open. A semi-solid shape would appear at the southern exit around noon, a colorless aura with black-gray outline that had the distinct profile of a head and a broad set of shoulders. Several inmates reported seeing the spirit during their time there. And even 30 years after the jail's closure, the Shadow Man is excited to be seen. The Shadow Man is thought to be the spirit of Clément Goyette. So that is one of the spirits who is known to haunt the jail. You know what I would think of if I was one of the people like hearing about the Shadow Man for the first time, of inmates seeing him, it reminds me a lot of one of the stories from, I think it was our first reacting to paranormal Reddit stories or Reddit ghost stories or however we called that episode, I don't remember. But it was one of those stories where the guy was in his last days of living him and multiple members of his family had seen a shadow figure creeping around the door, in the hallway, in the house, kind of watching over him. So I wonder if, one, it could be possible that it's Clément Goyette, but mm -hmm. I wonder if it could also possibly be almost a physical manifestation of death waiting for them. And it would show up mm. at times where, you know, suicides would happen, murders would happen, hangings would happen. And maybe that's why it was visible to some inmates. And even after, it was like death was waiting for them. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Yeah, a lot of inmates say that it was Clément Goyette because it looked physically, the shadow mm. looked like his stature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another spirit who is known to be sensed at the jail, is actually Emmanuel La Victoire, which was one of the last hangings. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people believed he was actually innocent and tricked to committing this murder and all of that by William Larocque. So he is also known to be sensed at the jail. Mm. Another famous spirit who's known to be seen is... 
Ruth Miette, who was actually the daughter of the warden. And she is known to move certain objects. Also, it's known that you might hear her sing or hum. They would live there and she would always walk around with her dad, the warden, around the jail and she would sing songs. She was known basically as the angel of this prison because the inmates loved to hear her sing. Mm-hmm. So she is known to also haunt this jail. And those are like the more prominent spirits that are known to be seen, heard, and felt. So when we arrived at the jail, we got a little tour, a very brief tour of all the different rooms, all the different cell blocks. We got a tour of the courtyard as well. And then, like we said at the beginning, we were left just the two of us to just do anything that we wanted. So first thing we did is turned all the lights off. (laughs) (laughs) And we went hunting for the room that we felt the most kind of activity in or the room that we felt we might catch the most stuff. And I actually hadn't made that connection until after because during the tour I was listening to everything she was saying but then when we got to the investigation I kind of forgot everything about the tour and I was just Mm -hmm. focused on the areas that we wanted to go but the cell block that we spent the most time in and also the one that I felt the most comfortable the most calm and the most welcomed was actually the cell block where they held the most dangerous inmates Mm -hmm. the high profile criminals the worst of them were in that cell block and that's where I felt the best, honestly. Yeah, same. It was super strange. And it makes me wonder certain things. I have like a few theories of why we might have had such a welcoming feel in there. And I'll go into those theories afterwards. But we went to all the different cell blocks, all the different rooms, and there was one room that we went to visit that was upstairs, uh, more like secluded cell block, I guess. Uh, that is said to have lots of paranormal activity. And apparently there's one of the cribs in there that moves a lot, that rocks a lot. And that's actually the room that we felt nothing in. We felt absolutely nothing in there. We had still set up all our stuff, put a little ball on the ground, put all of our recording devices and everything. And we sat there for quite a while Mm -hmm. and just asking for a noise, anything. And we felt absolutely nothing in there. Yeah. Yeah. So then for the main portion of our investigation, we did stay in that cell block where said to have held the worst criminals. And the first thing we did was introduce ourselves. And we took that advice from Patrick from our our beginner's guide to paranormal investigation. So we decided to introduce ourselves. We said aloud that we we're not there to prove that spirits existed, that we knew that they were there and that we just wanted to talk to them. And then we took out our offering <laughs> Yeah, we had brought. We had brought a bottle of Grey Goose for them. A very expensive bottle of vodka. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were giving bougie. Mm-hmm. They were probably not used to that at all. This is no. hard, good liquor that we brought them. Uh-huh. And... What's so funny is as soon as we took out that bottle from the bag and we said, you know, this is our offering to you because we know that we're coming into your space. We're respecting your space. This is an offering from us. 
in hopes that you respect us in return. As soon as we took out that bottle and put it on the table, we were sitting on the table and we felt, I felt at least five presences mm-hmm. just whoosh and they all sat at the table with us. Yeah. It's like as soon as we gave the invite and said, you know what, this drink is for you, they all were like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. They were like, uh, let's get lit. Yeah. <laughs> let's get crook. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was super funny. And then we had a little pendulum session where we got to ask some questions and we were communicating. I feel that we were communicating with one spirit in particular and that Mm -hmm. everybody else was kind of just sitting at the table just watching and it was super cool. We then went individually. We closed ourselves individually into some cells. We just sat in the cells in the dark and those cells are tiny. They are so, so small. The ones that we were in were able to hold four inmates. Mm-hmm. We could barely walk, like, no. to get in the middle, to get on the top bunk. There's and no we're, walking. Like, we're very small people, and it was so tiny. And actually, in that cell block, there is, believe it or not, the smallest cell in Canada which is tiny, tiny, Mm. tiny. So just imagining what the lifestyle would have been and what their daily routine would have been was a very strange experience in itself. Mm -hmm. But we sat just in silence, in peace, in those cells. And I don't know how you felt in your cell, but I know in my cell that as somebody sat right next to me, as soon as I turned the lights off, I, I could feel that there were at least three other people in the cell with me. And the bunk that I was sitting on, there was somebody sitting right, right, right beside me. I personally didn't feel that much, which is odd because when we were having our session, Mm -hmm. I felt like the cell that I was in had the most energy. Oh, yeah. But when I actually went in and sat there, this is the vibe that I got. They were just in awe. And sitting next to me and just not doing anything. They were just like chilling with me, basically. That's the vibe that I got. I didn't feel... The whole time that we were there, I never felt threatened or Mm -hmm. scared or feared them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's because we also came in with the perspective of, we know what you did, basically, but we don't care. We want to know your story. Mm -hmm. We're not here to criminalize you or to punish you or anything like that. We're just here to learn more about you. And I think because we came in with that perspective, they were comfortable and didn't make us scared. Or... Yeah, I did. I never even felt like somebody was trying to have a more dominant energy Mm-mm. than us either. Never felt threatened in any way. But I feel the exact same way that because we went in there with no preconceived notions that they were going to be evil people, bad people or anything like that. And I had completely forgotten that it was the cell with the more high profile criminals that didn't even snap into my head while we were in there. Mm -hmm. So we went in there not judging them whatsoever. And we took some of Patrick's advice from what kind of questions we should ask. And we were asking about them. You know, what was your family like? Mm -hmm. Tell us your story. What is your name? We want to know your side of things. And I think that's something that ever since they stepped foot in the jail, whenever they had been convicted, they probably never had an ounce 
of that kind of neutrality yeah. when it comes to people's attention. Yeah. And also another one of my theories is they might have really liked our presence if they had really liked the warden's daughter. Yeah. And I think that's maybe another factor to why they were so willing to just sit at the table with us and just watch us and listen. And we heard little sounds here and there that we are pretty confident we could debunk, but who knows? Mm -hmm. Uh, But I feel like that little ounce of familiarity with having young women there could have also been a reason why we were so comfortable around them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like you said, the fact that we were not there to judge Mm -hmm. at all, because if you think about it, Emmanuel La Victoire, supposedly innocent, Mm -hmm. got hung for a murder. So to think that we're coming in with a very open mind and just genuinely wanting to learn about their story, I think invited them towards us. Yeah, absolutely. And even just thinking of the fact that some of them could have been falsely accused, Mm -hmm. like Emmanuel, where it could have been a situation where they were innocent, or they did do the acts, but in a way of self-defense. Or it could have been that they murdered their abuser. And who knows, it could have been just cold-blooded, calculated murder, but we didn't divide one or the other. We Mm -hmm. just wanted to communicate with the entities that decided to present themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that they must have really appreciated, for sure. Do you want to talk about, like, the person who you think you communicated with? Mm. So while we were doing the pendulum session so I had my pendulum and I was asking questions and I felt as if there was one particular person standing in front of me Mm -hmm. and I almost had to give them permission it's okay you can push the pendulum you can blow on it because I I felt and you felt too like their hand was just kind of cupping the pendulum around it but after we got it going I had asked questions like is there somebody here and obviously if the pendulum swung they meant yes if no no but we got a yes then I had asked is it just you or is there more people with us that we already had the feeling that there was more mm-hmm. and they confirmed there was more people with us then I had asked if that person that particular person that was communicating with me had died at the prison and it was a yes And then I had asked if it was one of the people that was hung, and they said no. Then after that, you um, had a bit of a hit where you're like, I feel like it's suicide. Mm -hmm. So I asked, I asked if it was by suicide, make the pendulum go front to back, if it was anything else side to side, and it was a suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, there could be multiple suicides that happened, in the prison but there was one in particular that during our little tour we were told about and it was actually in a connected cell block by just a little hallway where we did feel energy coming back and forth from that hallway there was a 19 year old boy that went to the prison and i think he was intoxicated or something so they had put him in one of the just single cells and he was going to be released in the morning but when they went to release him, he had killed himself. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the pendulum said yes for suicide, I felt like in my head, I feel like I was told I didn't know. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. but who knows maybe that's just me like it's hard to differentiate it sometimes but it's very possible that it could have been that 19 year old and that he maybe was in a state that he just didn't know that he was going to be released the mm -hmm. next day and so he had taken his own life yeah. um who knows really but that's kind of what we got from that then another really interesting little situation that happened with all of our entities sitting around the table with us is when we felt a new entity come into the room everybody dispersed yeah <laughs> they got up and left and were mm. like where did everybody go like <laughs> this it was so strange and then may got the hit of the name felix so after we had left the jail i remembered that she had said felix so i looked it up on my phone just ancienne prison de l'orignal felix mm -hmm. to see if anything would come up and felix was actually the warden's name yeah the one that his daughter was the angel of the prison so we kind of feel like the spirit or just not even the spirit of the warden but that kind of energy of the warden walked in and all of the inmates that were out of their cells sitting with us just deuces oh, shit. <laughs> they're yeah. like deuces. we gotta get out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just ran back into their cells uh-huh and the best way i can describe for people listening for me personally what the energy felt like and mm -hmm. why i thought there was people next to us specifically one side of my arm was freezing cold and the yeah. other was my body temperature so i felt the temperature drop on that side and if you've ever had someone stare at the back of your head oh yeah you know what it distance, feels like you you feel stared at and mm -hmm. that's the best way i can describe our experience there was people there because we felt that feeling. Mm -hmm. And I know, so the way that we were sitting on the table, we were sitting on the actual table part. It was kind of like those long cafeteria tables where it's the long table with the long benches on each side. We were sitting on the table itself. Mm -hmm. And May was sitting on the bench right kind of in front of me to the side. I could feel the person sitting next to her on her mm -hmm. other side. I could feel somebody sitting right behind to my left and I felt kind of those not necessarily goosebumps but like those little chills like those prickly chills mm -hmm. that you get just on that one side and I knew there was somebody sitting on my other side on the bench and that there was somebody standing in front of me and that was the person I was communicating with. Um, with the pendulum but like you said it's exactly that feeling of like when somebody is looking at you you can feel that they're looking at you also if you had your eyes closed and you were sitting down and somebody a person an actual person came and sat down next to you you can feel that there's somebody that just came into the room that just mm -hmm. sat next to you you can feel that so that's everything that we felt also at times when we were on the table I could feel little like vibrations almost like mm -hmm. somebody was walking very heavy footed around us so the table would almost like shake like mm -hmm. a little bit as if somebody was like jumping around or walking but we were the only ones in there there was nobody walking around and it really felt like somebody was walking right 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 in front of our feet yeah so that too was almost a confirmation that there was energy going around because those kinds of movements it was it was super odd 
Mm-hmm. So other than what we felt, we have footage that we haven't gone through yet. So there is potentially more evidence for us to discover. We just haven't had the time to review <laughs> everything that we captured at that moment. So certain parts of the investigation, we left a laser pointer in a room with a camera facing the lasers and completely left the area so that if there is something walking around the cell block, specifically the one we were mostly in, Mm -hmm. we would see it with the lasers. So we haven't reviewed necessarily all of that footage. We have a lot of audios also that we took that we haven't reviewed yet. So -hmm. there is potentially more evidence that we caught, but we personally did not see anything. We just sensed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And the little things that we heard here and there were skeptic of. Yeah. Like it it could have just been a crack in something. The table that we were sitting on could have mm-hmm. been a fucking fly hitting the window for all I know. It's We're very skeptic when it comes to evidence, mm-hmm. especially because we know for a fact that there are some paranormal groups out there that fake their evidence. So yeah. we <laughs> are very, very skeptic of the things that we're going to hold, you know, or the things that we're going to hear, see, or anything like that. Like, was it really something else? Or was it Mm -hmm. accidentally us that made that noise somehow? Was it accidentally us that set that off? Or, especially because it's our first investigation too, we are going to be skeptic no matter what. Mm -hmm. But after the way that we did this one, we were in the car already talking about the stuff we want to buy and the places we want to go for future investigations because we had so much fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a reason why you guys probably listen to us and follow us because we are giving you real researched content all the time. We're not going to fake it. We're not going to tell you, oh, we got uh, 10 audios. Look at this weird sound. (laughs) There's like, there's someone walking when it's literally my stomach growling in the audio you know what i mean we are not gonna give you any of that fake shit we're gonna be authentic if we review the footage and there's nothing then there's there's nothing nothing. yeah yeah so we're gonna be reviewing all of our footage that we have and all our audios if there is anything we will be posting it but even if there's not anything just to kind of show you our process of our Uh investigation we're gonna be posting that footage on our instagram and our youtube at spirit goddess podcast so make sure you follow there if you want to see some instagram reels or even some Mm -hmm. pictures of different stills from our investigation as for what the future holds for us i think we need to go back Mm -hmm. at one point i would love love to stay overnight because nobody ever ever has stayed at the jail that we went to overnight for an investigation so Mm -hmm. to go back for a full night with the full gadgets and everything that everybody wants to see yeah and bring a ouija board to have a full ouija session yeah i think that is that is one of our goals yeah absolutely and we're gonna link absolutely all of the information from this historical site in the description of the episode if you want to read more information about the hangings that took place it is all there if you want Mm -hmm. to just get more information about the location itself it will all be there and now the jail 
moving forward is focusing mainly on paranormal investigations and using that to fund to maintain the actual site itself. So we definitely suggest that you go check them out, go book a tour, and go investigate it yourself. See if you can find more evidence than us. Maybe you will see the shadow man that we didn't Mm -hmm. see. So we definitely suggest that you look at those links. Yeah, absolutely. Also, another thing that we had with us during our investigation was our protective crystal jewelry from Mm. our jewelry collection. If you wanted to go check out our pieces, you can go see goldengoddess.ca online or on Instagram Mm -hmm. and see what our crystal jewelry is like. Yeah, get yourself a necklace and stay protected, (laughs) y'all. So we really hope that you enjoyed all of our Spooktober episodes. We could not be happier to go back to every two weeks. Yeah. But we have some really, really good episodes planned out coming your way for the future. We really hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can follow along the Spirit Goddess journey on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Spirit Goddess Podcast. We're happy to have you on this journey with us. See you next time.